0: Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Build Muscle and Burn Fat podcast. I am your host, Sean, and today I'm going to be talking about the foods that we want to try and avoid during a fat loss phase. Now, if you haven't already, please listen to the previous episode because this will help you quite a bit. And the theme that I'm going through is going to be majority based around fat loss, because when you think about the new year, most people here are going to be trying to go through this phase. So I thought, why not, if you're going to be going through this journey, I want to be able to guide you through and at least guide you to avoid the mistakes that most people make. And it is unbelievably true how many people will go to the gym and go through a fat loss phase or aim to do this at the start of the year. Just to give you an insight, like as a personal trainer, I didn't believe that this was a thing. Then I started working in the industry and people were like, yeah, wait for New Year's. We're going to see a lot of members join up just to give you a bit of a figure you may see some up to triple the amount of joiners happening in december january and february so that's a crazy amount of people who want to do the right thing but unsustainably go through this journey or maybe not know what to do all the way through with it so i thought hey look if i can just put in something out there to help and guide you through it's going to be really useful for you and this is probably stuff that you would usually pay for someone to help you with I'm just here to give it to you for free, so if you find this useful, just let me know. Even if you screenshot this podcast and tag me on Instagram with sean.momentum, that's sea momentum Just let me know that you're watching the podcast, listening to the podcast, and if you find this useful as well. Anyway, today I'm going to go through seven foods that I have found that you should try and avoid during your fat loss phases. Now, if you've known me for a while, you know that I don't say not have anything of this it's all about having balance but there is a relationship between the foods that I've got here on this list and which make it harder for you to lose fat the reason why is because these foods are more calorie dense the ratios are off or there's something else to it that doesn't quite help you with what you're trying to achieve in this season of your life so when you go through a fat loss phase you should be doing this for a set period of time 8 to 12 weeks have a bit of a reset introduce some of these foods again but now we're going to go through them because I just want to don't want to delay anymore I just want to give you the information up front the first one that I've got now this is probably the only protein based one that I have put in but I put it in just in case and I was trying to mix and matching it between one or two things but collectively I've put it as pork because this one here has the highest fat to protein ratio of most of the proteins out there Say if you were to choose chicken, chicken thighs, beef, you can get away with it. Even fish to a certain extent as well, with salmon being one of the higher fatty, fattier fishes, it's still good for you. But when it comes to pork, pork is one of those ones where it has a high fat yield content with very little sort of protein in it as well. Now I was talking about this and thinking about it, if I wanted to put pork or lamb, now if I could right now thinking about it, I would actually put them both in as the same suggestion as number one being pork and lamb. To give you a bit of an understanding, if you were to have chicken breasts and a palm size of it, that'd be approximately 30 grams of lean protein from what you can eat from that and digest. With a fat content being roughly around 5 grams or less, so it's very, very lean. Now if you were to use this the same amount with pork or lamb. Your ratios would be roughly around 30 grams of protein, but also about 15 grams of fat. The fat to protein ratio is much higher with these types of foods, and it's very much a good idea to try and avoid it during your fat loss phases. Once again, though, I can't emphasize this enough, I can't emphasize this enough, should I say, that it's something that you can have some of, but not entirely cut it out of your diet. It's just easier sometimes to avoid it during the fat loss phases so if you happen to be in the gaining phase maintenance phase even a season of celebration like i am in december then it's okay to have it but when you're in a fat loss phase it's probably best to avoid it just to have it easier on your mind now the second one is a bit of a health kick food that a lot of people love to have including myself and i have seen people do this successfully to still lose fat while eating this and this is avocados Now I'm not saying that avocados are bad. Avocados have great amounts of healthy fatty acids as well as oils as well. But what's hard again is to eat this with still keeping full. During fat loss phases, you're more than likely gonna be eating foods that are gonna keep you fuller for longer. Avocado, not so much one of them. Saying that though, you would have to work really hard for you to be able to keep it in your diet. I have had a few people and If you happen to be listening to this as well maybe you're one of those people who love to have avocados on toast with eggs with a side of bacon now those two things have really high amounts of fats actually all three of them do avocados eggs and bacon if you have them at the start of your day you're going to be okay with that but that means throughout the rest of the day you have to be very selective with the protein sources that you choose which have close to no fats this would mean like chicken breasts or white fish If you want to go for that that's okay now for me personally I like having my higher fats and more satiating foods towards the end of the night because that's where I have time to enjoy so you have to find out what works well with your day as well as what you prefer as well so for number two I'm putting avocados in there now for number three this is one that I actually find quite surprising that people still don't know and when I do have new clients coming on board, like i love to incorporate this into my diet and this is going to be more of your nuts and seeds this includes foods like almonds as well as cashews and walnuts now although like i said with avocados these are healthy fats they're very calorie dense for what they give you to give you an idea a handful of almonds will be giving you something close to 15 to 20 grams of fat but can you imagine yourself eating that handful of almonds and actually being full This is where calorie-dense foods is something that you need to understand. Food that has a lot of calories with small amounts of volume of foods that you don't want to have during your fat loss phases, because you will still be hungry afterwards. Like I said, probably a really good food for yourself to have if you struggle to get your daily fats in, or if you struggle to get your calories in. One thing that I used to do with nuts and seeds is incorporate them with my smoothies when I struggled for calories and tried to gain weight. So for yourselves out there, try not to have too many nuts and seeds or avoid these during your calorie deficit days or calorie deficit phases, shall I say, and fat loss phases as well, because you won't be getting the energy that you need or the fullness that you need as well, so that you don't have to reach for more food. Now, this one here might piss off a few people, including the Italians and Asian people, and this is going to be pasta and noodles. Personally, I don't like having these foods in my fat loss phases, and if you think about it, it makes sense. Having roughly about a serving of pasta or noodles is actually more calorie dense than you may think, and it also doesn't keep you as full as you want to. Now, there are substitutes that you can incorporate into this, and it makes it a little bit more satiating for yourself and more filling for yourself by swapping the noodle sauces to be more whole grain based if you can. So, we're looking at pasta and spaghetti to become more wholemeal pastas and brown pastas, that actually works really well if you can find them. We've even found Vietnamese rice noodles to be in brown sauces, brown rice noodles as well, and that works really well, but you need to make sure that you can find them, and if you can, make sure it keeps you full enough as well. (laughs) But when you're looking at the actual sources of these foods, and what it gives you, it's not giving you as much fulfilness as you would like to and it surprises people how many carbohydrates are in them so say one bowl of pasta it might actually give you about 110 grams of carbohydrates that's a surprise to many people because when you eat it you don't actually feel all that full and even saying that how you combine it too with other foods make it surprising at how much it doesn't give you so what i mean by this is the combination and We actually talked about this quite a bit with one of my previous podcasts with Val talking about naked carbohydrates and making sure we dress it up. So with pasta, it tends to be one of those foods that we have as a naked carbohydrate, meaning there's very little protein and we dress it up mostly with fats or even another carbohydrate as well, depending on the sources that you use. This seems to be the theme as well with Asian style noodles as well very little protein-based sources, lots of vegetables, which is not a bad thing, but then you're eating mostly carbohydrates to fill yourself up. Now we need to remember carbohydrates aren't a bad thing, but they're also the least filling out of all three macronutrients, especially when we're not incorporating protein, which is the most satiating of all three. So the next one I'm gonna talk about is actually rice. Now rice is not a bad source. It's actually something I still use quite a bit, but it depends on what type of rice you're going to be using so when i say avoid eating rice what i really mean is avoid eating white rice white rice is the one with the most amount of sugar and the highest amount of gi for those of you who don't know what that means it means that it spikes the blood sugar levels up really high and also it digests a lot faster meaning that you're going to reach for more to try and get the same satiety possible so as a suggestion, instead of using white rice, I always tell people to try and get bran rice or even basmati rice. These ones here will have lower GI, which means it digests slower, keeps you fuller for longer and gives you energy for long-term burn. This is a great way, especially if you're doing strength-based training or any sort of training where you want energy for long-term. And incorporating this into your diet will help you keep fuller for longer and give you energy for longer too, without having to increase the amount of calories that you're looking for. Now remember, when you're going through a fat loss phase, you wanna be eating the most amount of food which still gives you the result of losing fat. So you don't wanna sacrifice too much energy. You don't wanna be eating as little food as possible. Eating foods give you the most amount of energy is gonna be the idea behind all of these foods that I've given you in this list. Now the next one that I'm going to give you is eggs. This is number six. Eggs, once again, not a bad food. None of these foods are actually bad, just less than optimal or foods that are harder to incorporate during your fat loss phases. With eggs, what I like to do is only have one or two per day. The reason being is mostly because of the fat to protein ratio. Now, you can get rid of the yolks if you want to, but it may seem like a bit of a waste for some people. Because for one egg, you're roughly getting around 12 grams of protein and roughly around 6 grams of fat. What you can do is you can use egg whites instead. Egg whites I prefer because I can mix this with one egg if I wanted to. It gives me more volume and it gives you an opportunity to also use as an omelette. And this is also a chance for you to incorporate some vegetables into your diet, keep you fuller for longer as well. So if you have the suggestion, you can always replace eggs with egg whites. Don't have to buy just a whole bunch of eggs and throw out the yolks, because that is a bit of a waste, let's be honest. Now for the last one, it's gonna surprise a few people because you may think that this is something that you need or 90% of the people who go through fat loss phases will try and have this. And this is gonna be smoothies. Smoothies, juices, they all work hand-in-hand when it comes to fat loss. And I'm here to tell you that that's actually something you wanna try and avoid as long as possible. The reason why we're avoiding this is because the brain doesn't actually realize and register that you've had food or eaten food until you've chewed. Now, if you're drinking your calories, this is a great way to trick yourself to get more in. And actually, this is what I used to do to get my calories in when I was on a bulking phase. But then I realized, When I was going through a fat loss phase, if I was taking away the chewing factor, I wasn't getting as full as as I would like to, should I say. So for those of you out there, if you are trying to get your food in and you struggle to get it because of timing, great, smoothies are gonna work well for you. But at all times, or most of the time if you can, avoid having smoothies and actually try to sit down and eat your food. Having foods that you can chew Is going to be more beneficial for you because now you're going to have the fullness factor and your brain's going to register you've eaten something this way you won't be reaching for more food later in the day and increasing calories at the end of it now this was a pretty short list and i like to really reiterate that not all foods are bad no foods are actual bad it's just that in some seasons of your life especially through fat loss phases or bulking phases or even maintenance phases some foods are going to fit better than others. I always try and teach people that food is kind of like Tetris pieces at the end of the day. When it comes to the situation, you want the right piece and not always a block piece to fall down. So the next time when you're going through a fat loss phase or if you're thinking about going through a fat loss phase, I hope these food lists help you realize about the protein to carb ratios, or even protein to fat ratios as well. And then when you go through a strength gaining phase, which I highly recommend that you do after a fat loss phase, We can go through foods that are going to help you in that journey as well. If you found this list useful, just let me know. And I'm looking to put more content out there to help you guys through your fat loss phases for the next few weeks. So if you have any questions, send it through to the email and I'll put that in the description box below. If you found this useful, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That helped me out so much just so I know how I can help more people out in the world as well for free. Thank you guys and if you want more questions or more information follow me on Instagram that's sean.momentum and i will happy to answer any of your DMs. Just send me one and let me know that you've reached me out for my podcasts. Take care everyone and keep building momentum.